What city would Tupac be protesting in if he was still alive? Would he be in Santa Monica? Would he be in downtown? Would he be in New York? I don't know. No, nah, he'd be you. in L.A. for sure. He'd be in L.A. for sure. And I'll tell you yeah. one thing. Everybody's going to be where he was at. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know I mean? And that goes for Nip, too, man. Yeah. Missing Nip right now. Shh, man. It's time to fight back. That's what Huey said. Two shots in the dark now. Huey said. I got love for my brothers. But we can never go nowhere unless we share with each other. We got to stop making changes. Learn to see me as a brother instead of two distant strangers. And that's how it's supposed to be. How can the devil take a brother if he's close to me? Uh, I let it go back to when we played as kids with their change. And that's the way it is. Come on. Come on. That's just the way it is. Things will never be the same. What year did this drop? It was right after he died. Like 97 or 98. Something like that. More relevant than ever still. I think it's um, bigger, and I guess to your point, more relevant than ever, but I think it's bigger than ever because um, now, (laughs) years later, there's probably more white kids listening to Tupac, you know, and more white rappers listening to Tupac too. And then maybe now they get it. Like when Tupac was saying what he was saying, I feel like he was talking to predominantly black people and just minorities in general. Yeah. And hopefully, you know, whatever white fans were listening, hopefully they they understood. But now it's it's important for you know, for <clears throat> thank you. Now now it's important for rappers to continue with that message because there are more white kids listening to rap more than ever, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and it's yeah. just about getting the white people on the same page, so yeah. Oh, uh, yep. you know what? We're gonna let one more rock. Yeah. It's only right to let our listeners know that every week, Angel made a really good point about this, but every week, we, we always have a conversation before we start the pop, yeah. the night before. Yep. And um, we didn't do that this week, because we knew what time it was. 
Yeah, it was uh, it was obvious. I think you know we we have this platform, and it's our responsibility to bring light and use this platform. And we state that all the time. You know, 100%. Mike, Mike, Mike says it all the time. We have this platform, and it's our responsibility to talk on not just matters that happen in the DJ community, but just in this world that affect us as individuals, affect us in the DJ community. And um, and Joe tweeted this out. And uh, and I wanted you know I you know I wanted to bring some acknowledgments out and went to acknowledge DJ City Styles Davis those guys over there for giving us uh, free range to speak how we would like to speak on this platform. Um, Mickey War and not DJ Rao. saying that we have to walk on eggshells with the subject or this topic or anything like that. So, you know, much love to those to those guys over at DJ City. Um, one allowing giving us this platform to share and allowing us to allowing us to free range to say what we have on our minds, on our hearts and, and whatnot. Um also it it's been I don't know how much you guys have been looking at. I'm sure you guys have been looking at a lot of stuff that's been going on on social media and, you know, on the media just in general. Um, but you, I, it, it's been great to see the diverse, the diversity that I've been seeing when it comes to these protests, man. And um, thank you, sir. Um, I've seen more white people out there than I've seen any in like any protest in, in my any social cause in, in my 34 years of living you know what I mean and we've seen quite a few protests uh, that have gone on in the past in the past couple of decades and that that shows that proves that the next generation coming up has got their eyes open yeah. you know what I mean and, and, and they're listening and they're seeing what the issues are and they're willing to to fight and stand and Make sure that there's change going on. So I acknowledge everybody that has gone to the protests peacefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I say that peacefully. Um, Speaking sure of she, peaceful. Yeah, right. Make sure she got out, right? Um, <laughs> yeah, so the the people that have gone out there and protested peacefully, regardless of what your um, your skin color is, what your nationality is, you went out there and you, you know, you brought um, some light to this situation that this country has been experiencing for some time now, not just recently, but some time. And the reason why that it's been heightened in more recent years is because now we have cameras. Right. Mm-hmm. Now shit has been, is recorded. Right. And now you can't use the excuse that you're blind to this or you're not aware of what's going on. Right. Because it, that that's impossible. Regardless, if you don't have a television, you have a phone. Yep. You have social media. You have a newspaper. You have all the above. So it's impossible for you to say that you're blind to what's happening in this country. Well, uh, I, I'll I'll uh, I'll say this. I think it is possible for people to be blind to this because they you saw what Bru- Drew Brees just went through. So we're recording on Thursday, and you you won't hear this till Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, or next Thursday. So a lot's going to change. But yeah, I think it is possible because people like Drew Bleat, 
Drew Brees and the number of tone deaf, let me just put it out there, white people that just don't understand because they didn't grow up in it. Um, they, they've never been challenged, you know, like, like uh, minorities and black people have. So I can understand why. Now, what's unacceptable is that they refuse to listen. Yeah. Or they just want to talk, but they don't want to listen you know, and I'm not trying to hijack what you're saying, but no, 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 no. I, and I know I agree with you 100. percent And let me, um, and let me change what I'm saying. When I say being blind to it, I mean physically. Mm-hmm. Like you see what's going on, you yeah. cannot understand mm-hmm. it, right. and you can be blind in that sense, but you physically see what is going on, yeah. and that's what I mean. Like you can't say that you're blind. You see what's going on. You know what I mean? Like, and bringing up the point of the Drew Brees thing, like he brought up the whole Kaepernick and then, you know, we relate this whole thing when Kaepernick was taking a knee and yeah. why he was making it and he was referring to that. But he he saw that and he saw that that was what was going on. Regardless if he wanted to understand why Kaepernick was was doing that, he saw that that was going on and mm. chose not to see what the bigger picture was. He didn't he ask. Was he didn't yeah, ask. He, he, didn't, he, didn't, he didn't want a bigger yeah. understanding. Exactly. Of it. And he made it, he changed the narrative like, you know, the, the majority of the population were doing and didn't want to do it. So I, I say all, when I say blind, I mean physically right. you but, know, blind and, to that. And to his credit, and sorry to cut you off, um, you know, he, he did come back and I know it's difficult at this time at the end of the day, like a lot of people are just speaking on the spot and they're being asked questions that yeah. they're not prep for and it's a tough yeah he did apologize country and his apology again we could take it for a grain of salt or whatever i think that one of the key things and you hope that he wrote it and not like a pub wrote it but you know was that was the the desire to understand and when you're speaking of the people that you know when you're saying you can't be blind that's right blackout tuesday you couldn't scroll and not see a black screen. No. Now, whether all. that was the right way to handle it or not, that's a whole other like discussion that's happening to to hide whatever's going on as far as what the message is. But you cannot not see it somewhere around you. Absolutely. Being blind to the to the to the issues by choice, those people exist. Yeah. And they will continue to exist. Exactly. That unfortunately, that's the world we live in, and we still have generations who were raised by people who had that instilled in their views and their vision. But the further we distance ourselves from those old motherfuckers, sorry, I'm pretty sure those people are out of our demographic. Yeah. But like, as soon as, as, as we continue to develop and grow, and we, we've experienced once we're old, old, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And we're able to have our grandchildren to understand the stories that look like, I've never looked at skin to determine whether who's what to me, like who's what relationship they have to me. You know what I mean? Like, and, or how you should treat them, huh? Or how, or you, how should you should treat them. treat them. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's just you know you just hope there's there's everybody has room in their hearts and in their minds to grow and understand because that's the most important thing. At the end of the day, um, you know, Joe and myself are not black right but i i mean i've said it before and again like i wouldn't have the life i have without black history period yeah the people that have influenced me the people i've influenced my business the people that have influenced my music taste like i wouldn't even be a dj yeah 
you know, that, that post about this is what my record collection looks without black artists. And it's an empty shelf. You know, it's like, it's real. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, but before we continue with Rail, and then I think we should hear from Sean. This is episode uh, 49. Yes, sorry. Um, <laughs> you know, obviously we, we do a lot of DJ related stuff and entre- entrepreneurial related stuff. And we are going to tie this back to Absolutely. DJing at some point. But, you know, we got a lot to say, a lot to a lot to hear at the same time. So go, go ahead and finish. Right? Yeah. And I like, again, I just wanted to start off with acknowledgments because we get caught up in, we get caught up, we get so caught up in like, what are people doing wrong and what they should be doing and whatnot. And we don't, we don't highlight, we don't focus or, you know, in my opinion, we don't focus as much as much on what people are doing. You know what I mean? And that's what I wanted to just start off with just acknowledging. So, you know, I acknowledge the people that were out there protesting peacefully. I wanted to acknowledge you two individuals because one, Miki put out a a video, you know, expressing about what he basically just touched on. You know what I mean? He has a beautiful mural in the front. If anyone passes uh, Mag Park, you know, he has a beautiful mural outside in the front um, to George Floyd, which is amazing. You know what I mean? He didn't have to do that. And he did that in the city of Burbank. And if you guys are not familiar with the city of Burbank, you know, he he might get some backlash for it, but he did not care. And, you know, Wonder bread. Yeah. <laughs> for real. <laughs> not, um, not weed. Yeah. Uh so you know, we I, I wanted to acknowledge I wanted to acknowledge Mike for that because he he didn't have to do that. You know what I mean? He didn't have to do that. He he has a business here in Obviously, like other businesses out there that have been looted and have been broken into. And shout out to those guys as well. Because those guys that got broken, their their uh, businesses got broken into and looted and all their inventory got stolen and whatnot. That Riff, Riff got broken into twice. Three times. Like, that's insane. What was left? What was <laughs> they, exactly. they were like, you yo, think they just restocked nothing. right after? Yeah, like you guys took the walls. Like, <laughs> right. what else do you guys want? Right. You know, no, shout no. out to the guys. Riff. Um, cool kicks, um, round two, two, like these flight club. flight club. These are the guys that got hit. Um, these are the these are the guys that got hit. Small businesses that got hit, and they weren't on the media talking about f these people that broke into our shit. Whatever they were just like, hey, it's materialistic shit. We got a bigger issue at if, hand. If this is what it takes, if this to is cause what it takes, change. exactly. You know what I mean? They weren't worried about any of that. Yeah. They weren't worried about that. Like, regardless if they might have to shut down for it. So, you know, we got to acknowledge you guys that have these small businesses and that got hit, but you're still looking at what the bigger picture is. So I got to acknowledge you guys for that. I got to acknowledge Joe, and I'm going to bring my uh, fiance into that acknowledgement as well because you guys are Caucasian people. If mm-hmm. you guys are not aware that I'm engaged to a white woman. Um, but... You guys have had, both you and my fiance have had uncomfortable conversations with families and friends mm-hmm. that are white and, and had enforced that conversation. And that's something that I feel like we need. That conversation needs to happen. Not from people that look like Sean and I, but from people like you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's why I'm saying the young generation is great because they're forcing those conversations. What Mickey was saying with these older people who have a completely different mindset because of the era that they came up in, the generation that they came up with where it was completely different. And they're like, no, you're wrong. 
regardless if you want to be blind or uneducated or don't understand like a Drew Brees or someone like that, there's people like yourself, there's people like my fiance who are forcing these conversations within their circle and in their family. Mm -hmm. And I want you to, to elaborate on what that experience was mm -hmm. for you when you had that conversation. Um, but I wanted to acknowledge you for that because we, we don't talk about that shit often. Right. Like we don't, we don't, I don't feel like we ever had to talk about that conversation, yeah. but there wasn't, you know, I don't think there was ever a doubt in our mind where it was just like, yo, if it came down to it, it does Joe got our back? Like, absolutely. You know what I mean? But because it's never been said, yeah. there was still some uncertainty there. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But when I saw that post and we, and we talked about it, we were like, yeah. man, <laughs> I got a way more amount of respect for Joe than I ever had before. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Not saying mm -hmm. like I never respected him. Uh, no, he don't respect him. I'm not going to dive into that. It's not that podcast. <laughs> it's, it's a different episode. Joe thought I was trying to son him. I'm over here like on proud little bro saying myself as little brother, but he thought I was calling him little brother. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just thought you were doing some Sean shit. No, no, <laughs> not in a moment like that. <laughs> no, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. He so, wrote himself. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that all with all. If you want some smoke too, Sean? I think with all the all the shit talking that goes in with in, in our in our friends in our friend circle or whatever and I think you deserve that acknowledgement man for real Thank because you, we don't we don't talk about this shit and we don't you know we don't really have those conversations enjoy it this week Joe uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 don't, you know, depending how long it. these protests enjoy last you know enjoy, enjoy it enjoy it for as long as you can because you're trying to be lighthearted, man but um like yeah I just wanted to bring um I, I just wanted to bring you know I just wanted to bring acknowledgements to um to those few groups and, you know, acknowledge to everyone out there that's still, you know, standing for the cause and trying to bring light to this darkness that we continue to experience um, on a daily basis. You know what I mean? Uh, I also want to shout out to our brother, Alex Gonzalez, who is LAPD. And Sean and I have had numerous conversations with him and we just want to check up on him about his well-being. Because we know he was in the midst of all the stuff that was going on in downtown LA. Yep. You know what I mean? And everything like that. And he reached out to us, or we reached out to him just to see if he was all right. You know, how he's doing, if he needs anything, um, if his wife and kids need anything to let us know. And we there, no, no questions about it. Because at the end of the day, he is our brother and he's a minority as well. You know what I'm saying? So we reached out and he said to us that he... He was apologetic to mm -hmm. us as black men what was going on. He was like, I'm sorry. He was, I'm sorry about all the things that are going on right now. And I understand that you guys may have a lot of mixed emotions, being that you guys have a really good friend that is a cop and being that you guys are black and experiencing these things and what you see in the media and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, he reassured us. He was like, I just want you guys to know that I'm out here doing everything that I possibly can be doing, you know, to change the narrative of what the stereotype of cops are right now. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And that meant a lot. Mm -hmm. He didn't have to say that. He didn't have to do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? We know because he's our brother. You know what I mean? Of course we know that, but he just wanted to reassure that that's what he's doing and that's what he stands for. And he's trying to stand for that change. And shout out to all the cops out there that are standing for the change and willing to make a difference within it. And the, again, this, this issue is not about black and white, black versus white. 
or black versus the cops or anything. It's a racist issue that we have, regardless if they're regular citizens, regardless if they're cops, regardless if they're politicians, and so on and so on. There are racist people in this country, in this world, that do not, for whatever reason, do not like people because of the color of their skin. Yeah. We, we will try to understand why you don't like us because we, this is not, we don't, we don't get to choose what color of skin we get to come into this world in. That's just, that's just the nature of everything. And why we don't get to look at as equal to your son, you know what I'm saying, or your daughter, or your brother, or your uncle, or your aunt, or whoever, is the same. And then, you know, we we would, I would like to understand and get a better understanding and sit down with someone who doesn't think that minorities should get equal equality in this country. Why? Why do you feel that way? You know what I'm saying? As opposed to just being like, fuck you, you know what I mean? You don't deserve to live or anything. No, let's try to, we want people to understand us. I want to understand you and right. where you stand and try to just feel like, okay, if I can get, if I can get a better understanding of how you feel and what your experiences are, then you can, I can express a better understanding of where we stand at. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? We can come to a, underst- a better understanding of being like, all right, cool. I get it. That makes sense. All right. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what we need. We just need a better understanding of whatever. We need to listen to what is going on and what is happening. Um, with that being said, uh, I would like to talk about maybe some... I want I want you to talk about your conversation that you had with your family member. Well, let, let's hear um, from Sean Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that, that's what I'm going to say yeah. about just um, certain experiences that you may have expressed or, you know, you've had... That because Sean and I, would, I would like to share the story that Sean and I had that had to do with cops. Um, but you go ahead. You tell the, you tell the story. <laughs> the Hollywood story? The huh? The Hollywood story? The, or the time where we dropped Joe's story. story? No, 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 no <laughs> not that one. Okay. I mean, we can talk about both of them, actually, yeah. but the Hollywood Clearly, the, the, the point of you saying that, already there's a point that we have many stories dealing with the cops, good and bad. And the one I think that Rel is speaking to is that we were in Hollywood. I had a beater car, you know, the little gold member joint. Y'all mm-hmm. know. The one I keep telling him to push <laughs> off the cliff. Car. Right. <laughs> I don't have the car anymore. Anyways. <laughs> Not push that it, car. Push it off the cliff? Yeah. Yes. Hanson <laughs> <Hansen> Dam. <laughs> so we're in Hollywood and um, two black cops pull us over. And the cop says to Rel, haven't I arrested you before? Then he takes his ID, runs his name, and it turns out there's a bunch of, you know. Terrell Williams. Yeah. And then, you know, we're getting harassed by two black cops for nothing. So, you know, like Rel's point, it it can't be about race. We can't generalize them the same way that they generalize us. That's the point. We can't be hypocritical in this situation. And I think that's kind of what the point of Rel saying is of trying to understand and and come to a compromise. I mean, for me, I think it's as simple as what we learned in kindergarten. You know, the the golden rule. Like, you treat people how you want to be treated, regardless of differences. I don't care what you have going on in your life, what you, whatever you do, yeah. that's wonderful. If we can mutually respect each other, we have no qualms, we have no problems. This systemic racism that we we're talking about right now is unbelievable 
it's it's unfathomable. It's crazy that people would even do something like this. Like, yeah. I like I, I said to y'all before we started. Like, I feel hopeless. I feel helpless. I haven't known what to do. I've been just fighting, trying to figure out what I can do. Mm-hmm. And like us having these conversations is like probably the most important thing. And like Rel said, I commend you, Joseph. Same with you, Mickey. Super proud of y'all. I'm happy that y'all do what y'all do because if it's not other people doing it, yeah. like we, we're tired. We're exhausted. We can't do this shit no more. Yeah. We can't. And me as a father, like I can't tell my son about this shit. He's six years old. My, my fiance is telling me, like, should we talk to him? Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to tell him about this. I can't. He ain't ready for it yet. But I got to prepare myself and him for this world. And, I mean, I'm going to do my best to do that. And sorry to get emotional. No, <laughs> but this shit is real. About. Please. Yeah. You know what I mean? Shit you cried. I'm for sure crying. Shit is real. Um, but... We all doing our part, and that's what we all got to continue to do. And everybody out there that's sharing information and doing whatever they feel like they can do, we proud of you, and we're going to keep doing what we need to do. And Yeah, yeah man. Yeah, I, I specifically wanted Sean to, to share that story to make sure that it's not, you know, a, a cop versus black people thing, man. You know, because and I've been, I've been racially profiled throughout my life regardless, but it hasn't just been white people. I've been racially profiled by people who look like me. Right. You know what I'm saying? And and that and that's the, you know, that's the unfortunate thing. We got pulled over. We got asked to come out to get out the car. He looked at my ID. Haven't I arrested you before? And I'm looking at him like, and you know, and it was my earlier years living in LA. And I was just saying, officer, I'm not even from LA. So one, I have never been arrested. And two, I'm not from LA so I, I, I think you might have the wrong person and you know he gave us and his reasoning for pulling us over was because the light on his you know the light on your license plate if you have a light over it it was out on the left on the on the thing that so and I'm like okay yeah. I understand that we were in the wrong the light was out that's sure. a law we'll get it fixed <laughs> give me the fix it ticket and let me go about my oh, day my right. you know on the other hand we get pulled over going to go see someone spin. I forgot who it was. My license is suspended. My registration is expired. I'm all in the wrong. This not, I shouldn't be in the car at Old chameleon. Yeah. I should not be I should not be on the road at all. Right? We get pulled over by a white officer on a motorcycle, I want to say. Right? It's a motorcycle cop. Pull over, whatever. Sees me. This man has every right. To take me out the car, tow the car, do everything. Do whatever. Do whatever he does. What does he do? Goes, listen, get your license situation and stuff fixed. Gives me a fix a ticket. He gives me a ticket for the registration. Didn't even give me a ticket for my suspended license. Right. Give me a ticket for my registration, which is a fix a ticket. It's a $25 ticket. And let me go about, let us go about our day. Two black men in a car, in a black car with tents, the whole nine. Like, Right. Everything I was doing was completely in the wrong. And I took completely responsibility and I apologized to him about everything. And he was just like, it's fine. So what I'm saying is that it it brings you back to my point of like, it's just not a cop. It's not a, a, a cop versus black thing. 
And it's just, it's a racist thing that we need to figure out. There's a bigger picture. It's a bigger, way bigger picture, man. And I, and I, I, I can't condone the, the, the fuck the police stands and, and, and all that shit. Like I can't condone that. Right. You know what I mean? Because it's not all cops because I don't want to be profiled. If you, if someone had a bad experience with a black person, I don't want to be profiled for that. Right. If someone had a bad experience with Hispanic, you don't want to be profiled for that and so on with a white yeah. person. You know what I mean? Like that, like we're not those people. You know what I mean? There are bad people out there regardless, no right. matter what their skin color is. So, you know, Joe, talk to us about that conversation. Um, so b- b- before I get into my family, I just want to share a few stories on as to, I think why I, I understand and why it clicked when it happened and why I, I just completely get it. When I was playing frost off baseball, we played against Chatsworth, all white kids. They're like, they dominate top 25 in the country every year. This is 2000, like, oh, eight, uh, 99 or something like that. Um, 98. And we played two games against them, split. At the end of the they should have beat us, but they're, maybe they're still pissed off about this. We go to shake <laughs> hands with them, and they and a few of them mouth off and call. And where I went to high school, where Mickey and I went to high school, was predominantly Mexican, and, and then after that, probably Salvadorian, and then a handful of black people. And I think the one white catcher we had was the only white kid in the school. <laughs> but um, so we're shaking hands with them, and a few of them call, call us Spicks and and um, wetbacks something like that and i was just in i didn't hear it i was ahead of it in the on the line of shaking hands but my teammates start freaking out and i'm just like the hell is going on i didn't i didn't understand it i didn't i didn't understand how those words can affect them and i forgot all about this up until last week mm. i've got this even happen in my life it didn't happen to me but i forgot this happened and and it hit me when all this shit started popping off last week with all the looting and the so so then you know of course our coach brings us off to the side gathers us and talking to us and and I'm just like looking at all my friends and there's tears coming out of their eyes and their heads are down and I'm just I start to get it you know I start to really uh understand what's going on in this world and throughout the base every every year I play baseball, we had a chance at winning, you know, the title, and it was always us versus the white kids, mm. always. And it was and and they hated Polly for being so for being good and Hispanic, mm-hmm. and that's that was always the energy, and it was always that kind of like like I'm you know I'm, I'm way beyond high school, but I I still get chills because I remember how those kids reacted towards us or how they um, pictured us. And that's learned behavior. They learn that from their parents. They learn that from their friends. Yeah. Yeah. So um, fast forward, I get it, right? So in regards to my family, you know, once Trump got put in office and he was really starting to show his colors and being objective and racist and everything, I had to say a few things on Facebook. And I noticed a handful of my uncles were pro-Republican and you know, the, the 2016, 2020 Republicans ride and die with their guy, no matter how wrong they are. Can I just say, if you ever want to start smoke with any elders in your family, Facebook is the platform. For <laughs> yeah, because they're all on there. They live on Bro. Facebook. Any other platform, 
It might be crickets, but there, you catch them all. Go ahead. Speaking of smoke, we we would go back to those Chatsworth when we'd have playoff games against them, whether it be girls volleyball or football, and we tried starting fights with them. Yo, <laughs> Dodger Stadium, ninety nine. We're playing against Chatsworth, and we had Polly kids sitting on Chatsworth's side talking. Maybe that's why they didn't like it. Yeah. talking shit yeah, and starting fight like fight. Mickey was our fights were breaking out on Chatsworth's side, and it was instigated by the Polly fans. Anyways. <laughs> Anyway, so back to my family. Um, there, you know, the, in, and I said a few things, 2016, 17, just like, yo, this guy do Trump. This, I, you know, this guy's a clown. I don't know how you support it. And then they respond, well, Hillary this and, and the economy. And he's a businessman. We don't trust politicians. And I remember us three being in a chat room with Alex when he was, when he won. And, and I remember... The conversation was like, we don't know what's going to happen. Or if I remember correctly, there was some, there was a lot of doubt. And I think I even tweeted and, and put, or put on Facebook and said, we have to give him a chance. We know this guy for being a piece of shit, but you, you have to give this man a chance because maybe he takes this more serious than his playboy situations or whatever. I don't know. I just feel like you got to give people an opportunity. Once he was given that opportunity, shortly you know, yeah, you have shortly. jokes on you, Joe, you know, <laughs> yeah. like, and everyone else that said that now I know why people were crying. Mm. Now I know why people were panicking in that moment, you know? So I left whatever my uncles, they, they chimed back with stupid shit. I left it alone. Fast forward to this. And I never talked about politics to my knowledge. I never got deep into it. I see it, it when I'm on Facebook, I have all my family on Facebook. So it's always DJ related or happy birthday cousin or whatever. And, uh, or sports related, love yeah. talking sports, LeBron, Jordan, whatever. Now getting up to this, um, to the situation now, uh, an uncle had posted, I don't know if you guys saw this, but an uncle had posted run, something like run over the looters or get rid of the looters, lock them up or this and that. And of course, one of his white friends says, yeah, you're in, and this guy is an ex cop and, and, but he's old fashioned, old school. Right. Mm. So and it doesn't excuse him of anything, but one of his wife friends trying to me, yeah, they all got to go. And I'm just like, fuck that. I'm here for it. You guys got to understand why they're doing it. Doesn't excuse them, but understand why this is happening. Fuck that. Why should, you know, I understand the George Floyd thing. That's, that's wrong. And those cops should be dealt with, but why do they have to loot? And I'm just like, no, 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 no. You don't get to pick and choose what they can do. Mm-hmm. This has been built up for years. This is, this is all coming to, like, this has been built up anger and uh, unappreciation and so many things, and it's here in your face. So you got to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, they tried that. They tried the peaceful stuff. They tried the kneeling. And, and the kneeling was approved by a, a, a Blue Beret, like, a, like an army in the highest ranks. Yeah. You know, again, you've heard this before. That guy told Kaepernick, don't sit. If you want to trouble well, respect for the country, yeah. take a knee. It's cool. And, and Kaepernick obliged and went through with it and he put his career on the line. Whole, you know, not a whole different thing, but a whole different thing. So, so then my other uncle, who's like, the, I swear, it feels like he's, he's not racist. At least I don't get that. He's just pro-Republican, pro-Trump. Like this is, this is that Republican where when they said, when Trump said, I'm done with the NFL, nobody watched the NFL. He was that dude saying, yep, guess we're watching college football from here on out. It's just like, man, do you have your own thoughts? Or like, are you just catering to your country club 
And are you just concerned about what they think of you? I see the, a lot of these Republicans and a lot of these supporters as losers. I feel like they're lonely losers and they're a part of a fraternity. And you all know, I mean, if you've been to college, if you go against a fraternity, they're like, fuck you for the rest of the, your time in college, right? So they, it's all about catering to your base. So we were going back and forth. And then I said, and then I just went on my own post on Facebook and just said, I think the word family is overrated. I think blood is overrated when you are putting, when people's lives are on the line. No, when black people's lives are on the lines and minorities' lives are on the lines and you don't, you don't um, acknowledge that because you want to focus on the looting and all the bullshit happening and put it on them. But the fact is, you want to start, you want to stop a problem, you start, you, you want to stop a problem, you stop it from happening. Mm. Okay, you can't in the middle of it, forget why it started and start pointing the finger at people and saying they're wrong. No, you are wrong and who you, who you represent and your leaders are wrong for allowing this to happen. So you need to shut up about the looters. I don't condone it but you can't pick and choose how we go about this. We tried. You need to shut up about that and just focus on what's going on. And I, and I said on Facebook, I'm done with family who doesn't understand people's lives are at risk. Your own people's lives are at risk, which you would call the cops, which you can now call the military. Thank God these looters aren't pulling out guns. Mm, it can man. be full on melee. Yeah. Thank God. Um, but people's lives are on the line. And you want to continue to tell me about why Trump's the right fit. So, you know, people are, you know, 90 plus percent of my followers on Facebook or friends on Facebook, they're on the same page with me. And then I have that one uncle from the forefront coming to this post and he gives me a fucking 12 year old Christmas list of why Trump is the right man for this job. And I said, 12 year old Christmas. Yo, like, imagine what kids want for Christmas. The list was longer than that. He, everything he said, I'm just, I'm skimming through it. And later I find out it's just a copy and paste thing of, of other Trump supporters, you know, protecting their president. When in doubt, release. Release this post. Yeah, the only thing missing was murderous hornets. <laughs> murderous hornets. I know how that's relevant, but it just felt right. I mean, he clearly solved that one. Yeah. We, he, made, I mean, he made that go away. And um, too, sure. so, so he sends me this list, and it's all political. And I said, you know what, Uncle? I'm done with you. If you, like, you're missing a point, your whole list is irrelevant. People are dying. Black lives are dying. And if you want to focus on why your leader is the best man or why this isn't his fault, I don't ever want to see you again. Mm -hmm. If you're not open to having the conversation about um, how we can make this better, and if you're not willing to acknowledge why this happened and, and how we can fix this, I have nothing more to say to you for the rest of my life. If I find out you're at a funeral, I'm not showing up. If I find out you're going to be at a party, a family party, I'm not showing up unless you're trying to have the conversation at this party, right? And, and this is like, this is an uncle I, I would see a few times a year, but when, when I saw him, I saw everybody, mm. you know, and, I, and that's why I only, have, huh? we, have we met him? No, no. no. Oh, but that's why I have so many great memories with this uncle because 
and I, and I loved his, I loved his daughters. They were like close. They were like sisters when I saw them. And, and again, and the older I got, the more I enjoyed hanging out with them because we can have intelligent, insightful conversations. So I know what's at risk. And, and I just said, I'm done with you. You know, I, I left it up and I blocked him. And it's like, man, first of all, I'm like, if you're trying to help me, if you're trying to get me to understand your point, just, just call me. If you want to have a conversation, just call me. We yeah. don't have to do it over mm-hmm. Facebook. You live and die by Facebook. A lot of people do. You don't have to do it there. Um, but yeah, I, and that's why I think if your family's not on that page, it's, it's the most overrated idea. It's the most overrated concept. And, and again, black people are dying. I don't know how else to to paint this yeah. picture. There's no way. There's but, no other way to explain. And it. and on okay. And on so that it wasn't even a political thing. This is a civil rights thing. This is a Absolutely. human thing. Yeah. Let's take it to the politics. Your leader in chief is treating this shit like a dictatorship. Mm-hmm. He's treating this like instead of showing empathy and compassion and mm-hmm. everything you've been hearing on the news, he wants to fight back. You're fighting unarmed people. You know what I mean? Like you're, you're fighting all the wrong people. And, and a lot of these cops aren't mentally, emotionally capable of dealing with this. So what do they do? They resort to, vi- they resort to violence. The ones that just aren't um, capable of handling this stuff. And, um, and I actually, I'll, I reached out to like six cops Saturday night when it was kind of in the thick of it all. And um, I got a cousin that's a cop. And like five friends that I just know from, you know, whatever that, that I would cons- you know, consider friends that are cops. I said, yo, I don't know where you are. I don't know where you're going to be stationed. Um, I just hope you're safe. I, you know, I hope you're, you have a good night and it's not that bad. And one of them hit me back, which is like, and he has two brothers that are cops. I, he said, yeah, I'm good. The other two, they're, they're going to work tonight, you know keep the post or anything, but we're all good, you know, thanks. And then, and then one of the, well, I, I had a, a Twitter post. The, my first post with all this stuff was, I'm a firm believer in the laws of attraction. All this looting and burning shit down was created by the authorities. Your selfish actions, agendas, and decisions brought this to fruition. I can't, you, you can't play victim and you can't say they're wrong. Just take it with no Vaseline and do better. Okay. So after I wish that cop well, he says, thanks, taking these breaks and fireworks to the face without Vaseline. And I don't know if that's a joke or, or if I don't know like what side he's on when he says that. So my response is, hey, it's not your fault, you know? And he said, determining fault doesn't make sure I'm, I get home to my family. Enjoy your couch. Appreciate the check-in though. So then I responded, nah, the decisions at the top within the system can determine you getting home to your family. But I can understand how that tweet rubbed you the wrong way. Make of it what you will. I'm not going to sit here and just let you talk down to me. Like these people are the problem. You know what I'm saying? Like there is a bigger situation here that may, maybe you see it now. Maybe you understand, but there is a bigger situation here that you need to get hip to. And, and again, I can understand people throwing shit at you. Yeah. Those people, you can just point the finger at them and say, stop throwing shit at me. It's your fault. You don't have to, but understand where this shit is created and where it started. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, so 
that that's all I got. I mean, you want to jump in here? I got I got more to say, but I'm not trying to say any more right now. I mean, we're all going through our different experiences, right? Um, with respect to to Rel and Sean, who, um, you know, I'll never be in your shoes, um, but I will always do my best to understand, ask questions, and speak to you guys. Uh, prior to my statement, I, I, I even sent it to you guys just to to yeah. make sure I was I was mm-hmm. even in the right because mm-hmm. it was a one take thing, you know, like from the heart, and I think it was important for us for us to speak from the heart. And touching on what Joe said, which also reminds me of this tweet where it was like, uh, "I lost my aunt today." She didn't die. She's just racist. Like, <laughs> her soul died. Like, yeah, her morality died. I lost her. She's out. She's out of my life. But it's true. And you know, fortunately, I, I haven't ran into any situations with with any of my family members because I'm sure they've they've experienced at some level um, racism in every aspect of of our lives. Um, it's it it reminds me of this one time which. I remember being like like 12 or 13 years old and I was my dad was he's a realtor and he was showing a house and this this white dude was uh the guy selling the home and it was a pretty nice house my dad had a big client and we show up and then he he introduces me and I speak to the guy he goes wow you don't have an accent and I was just like like what do you expect like what do these people expect right and I'm not and it's and it's just one of those things where you just you hate to see how everything was set up. You hate to see how, you know, l- home loans were set up to not be given to people of color back mm-hmm. in the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You see how family wealth was difficult to be earned, and um, you begin to understand how in different cultures, you know, families join together to build businesses so that they have something. For, for the bigger picture. And at the end of the day, like people of color are set up to fail based on those generations. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like to think that we've made progress over the years, but there's clearly still a problem with the people that actually have leverage and control over this country. And um, it's crazy because I'm sure the world continues to look at the, the states like they got they got issues. They're all fucked up. They're they're a reality show. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. One hundred. And, and the person who is supposed to be our leader is a reality is, star. Is a reality <laughs> star, and he does everything but lead. Yeah. You know, and and if he is, it's in the wrong directions, and he's either on the golf course or worried about his friend's stock or his own. Like, yeah, he's a businessman, but he's not a good one. So many people are always like, oh, he's such a great businessman. No, he just knows how to BK and hide shit. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, and, and it's just frustrating. And um, I want to, I would love to clarify one thing. And, and, and for those that don't understand, like, I mean, no, we don't want looting to happen. And not because of the materialistic things that we hold, but because it's taking away the true core message that we're trying mm-hmm. to say. When I said my statement to the public, and I didn't say it from my personal account, I said it on the store's account, which to me 
I knew what was at risk. I knew we were going to lose followers because I've seen it. When I used to, when I did a, a, a post about, you know, something about Supreme is easy, uh, harder to get than a gun. Like we caught so much heat for that. Because you're speaking facts. People don't want to hear that people shit. People don't want to hear that shit. They want to hear what their leader says, like Joe said. And they want to follow that BS. And it's just like, at the end of the day, man, like, like I understand the platform we have. I understand what the store has. And sure, like, we got tweeted things like, you're next and this and that. And, I could, and I'm not going to lie. Like, I, I'd be stupid to not take precautions. Yeah. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, I'm yeah. not going to just sit there and be like, here's an ice cream sundae. Go eat it. Mm-hmm. Like, but I also understand what needs to happen. Again, that iconic interview of Pac of knocking on the door. We're going to knock on the door and we're going to be kind and we're, we're going to, we want you to, we want to ask questions, we want to speak to you. Yeah. But if you're not going to open that door, eventually, yeah, you're going, going to knock that, that fucking door down. Mm-hmm. Right? And that's what's going on. Um, I hate to see the target pointed at police in general because mm-hmm. like you said, it's, it's not about the cops. It's about the bad people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And the bad people that are given a badge and given mm-hmm. the leverage. Like this isn't a guy who... For the, this is his first infraction. Yeah. Like, there's tons of infractions that are covered up all the time. Yeah. The problem is that they're always being covered up. Yeah. And now with social media, and I got to give it up to the youth. Like, as much criticism as they take, as I would, I would Finally step in openly give to, <laughs> I, yeah, I hope openly give up to, to all the youth. Like, there is a ton of young people who are stepping up and like really voicing themselves being out there and protesting. Mm-hmm. And fortunately enough, there's like a two or three to one ratio to the dumbass kids who saw a broken window and walked through it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure over time, we'll all figure it out how the bro- the people that are actually breaking the window. Because these kids don't, they're not looters. They're not thieves, I'm sorry. Yeah. They're looters. They're not thieves. The opportunity. But there's people yeah. with a wristband or not of color who decided to throw a skateboard out a window, pick a lock, and then they let the floodgates open mm-hmm. to allow the people of color that want to take advantage of the situation. Mm-hmm. And that hurts because when, when for MAG, we retweeted a kid who said, you're next after Fly Club got broken into. Yeah, so mm-hmm. Right? And sorry, kid. Like, I think his mom or his aunt came after me and his girlfriend and they were like, how, how, like, how could you bully a kid and you're a, a, a professional business? How can and you I'm like, yo, if he, if he's old enough to press his own post to tweet, he's old enough to get the smoke. Mm-hmm. You're going to take responsibilities for your words. If you're going to talk like that, you're going to take responsibility for it. Yeah, and then, why are you holding him accountable? Mom? Exactly. And, That's the and, problem. And second, I called it out how it was. He was a Hispanic kid. I'm a Latino per- I'm a Latino man, right? Like, how the fuck are we going to get ahead in this world if we're holding each other back or we're wishing poorly upon each other? How many of your brothers and sisters, people of color, don't support what you do mm. because they're afraid you're going to go beyond them? Mm. Why are we not working together? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we, when, before we did this podcast, there was a reason why we did this together. You know what I mean? We all have our own platforms. We all have our own ways. 
it was a it's it's about being able to go further together. And if we don't understand that picture, it's going to be really fucking hard yeah. to get past these walls that are built around us by the people in control. Mm. And at the end of the day, man, like like I'm I feel for all the businesses. Unfortunately, these are the things that happen. That's one thing that I'm not taking away from. These things have to happen and anyone who's standing on this on or 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 believes in or or stands on this all lives matters shit and this is not the fucking time no you like, missing the point no disrespect some of our favorite DJs are not even going to be in our Woo! fucking next man. topic baby man. in our in our in our radar let's get to it let's do it and and we can we can go there or not go there but end of the day the fu- the problem is black people are getting killed like left and right and it was probably a lot worse in the 90s and early 2000s where we didn't have social media the way we did nope. or the voices that we had. Mm-hmm. This is a time where it just wasn't going to go any further. And I stand with you guys. Mm-hmm. I stand with our company, DJ City, Beat Source. Yes, sir. Shout out to our, our fellow podcast brothers, Spider, Neva, Roll D Miles, yeah. Crooked, Jamie, like as a whole, like we were all given that blessing to speak our 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 thoughts, what's in our heart, and we have to make a change, and it starts with us, Absolutely. people with a voice. Yeah, what, we, we, go ahead. God, I know. I was gonna say. With that being said, like, how do you guys think with everything going on? How does this affect the DJ community? Now, personally, I have been racially profiled in the DJ community. I've been told that I have been booked for a spot because I am a black man, which to me was appalled. Now, the person who was, I was interacting, the booker that I was interacting with wasn't the person that told me. It was someone that worked for that booker. It's like, listen, I just wanted to be transparent with you and the reason why they didn't book you was because you're black. And then I was just like, one, I appreciate you telling me that. And two, that's fucked up. Because 90% of the music that you're going to play at this, at your spot, at your venue, at your event, is 90% black people music. What's that Paul Mooney line? I can't say. What's that Paul Mooney line? From well, everybody want to be a nigga until it's time to be a nigga. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I can't say. <laughs> but you're, and you're right. I, listen, man, and shout out to, and shout out to, um, and to Paul Mooney's uh, son, Shane Mooney, who runs Supreme Team. Um, he's hired me for numerous events. Shout out to Bat and those guys over there. They've been putting on a lot of um, a lot of events to raise money and whatnot and shit like that. Uh, but I, I want to know what you know based based off of what Mickey was saying earlier. There's a lot of DJs that have expressed their thoughts about what's going on, and some of them are getting some heat. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I want to know how this affects the DJ community because let's be real. Let's let's be real. Let's be honest. And we have a clip on in some of our earlier uh, earlier podcast days. Um, it was right before we uh, right before we were recording. We had a clip where Joe and I were talking, and I said, "Joe, I don't understand it. Why is it that ninety percent of the music that we play is from black artists, but we never, as black DJs, we never get we never get uh, we never get the bookings? I don't get it. Like I I just don't understand. Like you know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I I have that clip in my phone because it's." it's uh, especially send it to me mm-hmm. or whatever. Um, I just want to know how this how this is going to affect the DJ community and how do we 
with our platform or, you know, us as DJs, I guess you can experience, you know, DJs in this industry right now. How do we make a change into that? You know what I mean? Like, you know. Um, well, first of all, I want to say um, that this whole landscape is going to be a lot different moving forward. Um, and people that weren't hip to just being a civil individual, I think are should be hip to it moving forward. You know, there's going to be some people that won't. Mm-hmm. But I got a shout out within the last year. I've been fortunate enough to work with some people that get it. Um, Randy over at Big Night, Zach mm-hmm. Simon, Jason Weiss. Double down. Um, Padram, Mike Snedeker, Tao Group, um, those guys in Vegas. Um, and just, just a handful of other people, if you see me booked at wherever, trust that, at least to my knowledge, they get it. And, yeah. and that, that starts with me. And I say that because we create what we get. Exactly. So we don't li- sometimes we don't like what we get, but you have to understand that you somewhere down the line created that. And that's, you can always clean it up mm-hmm. or moving forward, you can just do a, a better job at it. Um, so I think it starts with what we put out there and, and how we come off and just our general energy. That's why I said, and I'm, yeah, I'm patting myself on the back for putting out the right energy. Cause I've been fortunate enough to work with some really cool people. And of yeah. course, DJ city has always just, you know, just done the right thing in regards to stuff like this. Um, but I think we need to hold each other accountable. I was just talking to Greg Grooves on the way up. He called, checked in, shout out to him. And he was saying, um, you know, what's going to happen? What are we going to do? What are you thinking? For those that don't know, Greg Grooves is half black and I don't know, maybe half white or he's half something else. Um, but if you look down, you probably wouldn't think he was, he was, he had any black in him. Mm. Um, but he was asking me about that. And, um, and I said, honestly, moving forward, is it going to be worth 500, 1,000, 2,000 to work with a bigot, to work with a company that supports Trump Yeah. moving forward? Yeah. You know, like you, that's a conversation you got to have with yourself and on top of that, if you're relying on that check from that one um, company, you're doing it all wrong. And we've talked about this before. You shouldn't just rely on one booking or one booker. Spread it out to where if you lost one or two, you'll still That's be good. Still fine, yeah. So it comes down to, I think, from an energy level, comes down to what you create and who you want to work with. You got to put that out there. But yeah, it's, it means something if you don't take a booking from this company because they are, because I don't know if they're just, maybe they're not racist, but they they don't understand or get the Black Lives Matter. Or they're not even trying to understand. Or they're not trying, or they're not trying to have a conversation. I mean, imagine how crazy it would be if, if a club, club was doing 5,000 at me and I said, well, I've noticed in the past you've supported Trump. Where do you guys stand on that now? Mm. And they say, well, you know, we don't like, no, no, I, I want to know where you guys stand because I only want to work with, you know, so certain people. Mm-hmm. Like imagine that conversation. Imagine someone missing out on that kind of money or yeah. just any money to feed their family. Um, I think you got to take these steps and and you got to have these conversations with those people and yourself. Um, and we got to hold other DJs accountable. Yeah. Well, you got to share that. Sorry to cut you off real quick, but when you find that information out, 
that's that has to be spoken to. It should be it should be put out. Yo, got an offer from this company, not gonna say what, but this is why I turned it down. Right. It's up to you to take this booking if you want. Right, to and that's and that's the thing, you know, and something that we've had within each other always is like, look, if realistically, if there's rooms that are difficult to get into, and we're able to get into them, and we have opportunities to put people in that room that are overlooked because we could feel that subliminal reason, like. That's where we together are giving oppor- give each other opportunities as well. Yeah, that's part of the process because there's in in our world in the nightclub scene or or just our industry, there's nothing bigger than a cosign and there's nothing yeah. bigger than the that's my guy. Mm. Yeah, and I would trust my future with your company with this person stepping in to either, you know, co-headline a night or do whatever. You know what I mean? Like that's also part of the process. Sometimes I think we we tiptoe around it. And yeah. I think that's going to change. And if COVID-19 or whatever wasn't enough for us to Man. find a way to diversify our strengths and our assets as people, because it's bigger than the DJ shit. It's like as a human being, yo, if you got some form of government assistance… You've been financially been put into the school of life to figure some new shit out. Yeah. Now it's time to go to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's and again, this is Thursday. This will air on Monday. A lot will change, can change. You know, it's unfortunate to see what Qbert's going through. Man. But if you're look, man, this shit ain't a game. Mm. I I you know what I mean? Like Either I'm, I'm done playing games, bro. I, 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 I'm so glad you said that, man. Because it's it's we gotta we gotta like you said we gotta take a stand regardless of who it is. You know what I mean? Great. He's he's looked at one of the pioneers in this industry. Someone's looking correct. At the best, yeah. Right. He's looked at one of an engineer. Now, I am. I can only speak so much because I don't know exactly what was said. I only saw what we were sent. Yeah. Right. And what we were sent, and it was a repost. From craze, correct? Mm, yeah, but yeah, yeah th- but then he also what I read. But then he backtracked on something else, right? Because mm-hmm. he said what he said, and then he backtracked it when someone else asked question him about it, yeah. right? Now, I'm when it comes to politics, you could believe in what you want. I get that certain people have their reasons for voting for Trump because they have a business and health Yeah, and, all that yeah. shit. Like I'm not. I don't care. That's fine. You're entitled to. Vote for who you want to vote for, and yeah. and whatever you know, whatever your your policies are, and whatever you stand for, or whatever. Like you're, but when someone questions you on that shit, don't backtrack on that shit. That's what fucked me up about him. Yeah, is that he backtracked? Oh well, you know, I was just nah. Keep that same energy when you was posting that other shit. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the shit that I don't like. Like cool, if that's where you stand, then stand in that. Yeah. If you want to stand in shit. Dancing that shit, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, I need you to see walking that shit from you, you all. When no matter who's asking you, regardless mm-hmm. if it's a white person or or, or if it's a black person asking you or a minority asking you, stand in that shit and be in that. Like that's who you are, and that's what that's where I'm like, all right, I I can respect you. We don't we don't necessarily agree, but I can respect you because you don't fake the funk depending on who's asking you or who's talking to you, who you're interacting with. Yeah. But when you decide you want to flip the script. Because you said some shit, and now you getting a little bit of backlash from it. 
And now you want to be like, oh, nah, you know, you want to change up the, nah, 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 nah. Well, what, what, what fucked me up was he was, he thought this shit was cute. Yeah. He was saying, oh, no, he better, Joe Biden better come with it because Trump's just going to crack jokes on him. And whatever that, whatever he posted with that in response to whoever, because the guy was like, let me be, let me just make sure I'm clear. You're supporting this. And then the whole all lives matter. And then no, nah, like he, he thought this was a comedy session. Like people are a, dying. He thought it was a DJ battle. <laughs> he th- yeah. yeah like, he thought it was a DJ battle. He, he like, thought it was this, a roast. Like, no, like, like this isn't real life shit. This shit is, this shit is not a joke, bro. Like people are losing their lives. Listen, guess what? Don't make no money. Don't de- quit DJing, bro. Don't make, exactly. sh- stick to your drum and bass, you know, shit. Don't play no more hip hop shit. Don't play no more house music shit. Don't play I'm, no music. Don't, period. Yeah, like I like you know at this point we're it's just you're you're going to. He put himself in such a fucked up position that it's not even funny anymore, man. Like and 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 I've part of me wants to feel bad for him, but I don't. Nope. Yeah. You know, part of me really wants to feel bad for him, and I'm just like, yo, you you fucked up, bro. Like and yeah. and I get it. And again, where I felt like you fucked up is because you backpedaled on shit, not because what you originally said. That's fine. Feel the way you feel. You're entitled to that. Yeah. I'm not trying to say you're wrong. <laughs> Yo, you know, he only did that because it affects his bottom line, you know? And that's why a lot of people will try to change up what they yeah. say because they pockets is hurting, you know? It, I think people just don't understand the accountability that they have or the platform that they have as well. Like, mm. you're a person of, mm. with all due respect, prior to this moment, a person of influence in this world and in our category. And, you know, hey, thanks for the times you've, come and chopped it up with us but at the end of the day when you shine light on shit and you understand what's behind the surface then you know what it's cool we don't have to do things together yeah i think i want to acknowledge a track though a track said a track really he put out a a a dope tweet um when this oh this whole thing started or whatever and um uh, forgive me i'm not gonna recite it verbatim but he said something in the forms of like you know, I've made, I've been able to create and make a career off of playing music by, you know, I play hip hop and house music, which is by black artists or influenced by the black culture. And I've been able to um, make a career out of that. So I stand, you know, I stand with, you know, the Black Lives Matter movement. I stand with black people, mm. uh, with my brother, my black brothers and sisters and whatnot. And I think, you know, he said it, he said it the best. And I think a lot of people have acknowledged him for that. And um and that's dope as a a Canadian. He's from Canada, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, as a Canadian to come out and say that and and really just open the eyes to people and being like, not only DJs that go out there and play this music and make a profit from it, but venues. You know, people who throw these events. Listen, you guys, that these bookers, these 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 club owners, you know, promoters or whatever. You you selling tickets. You you book this artist, you book this black artist, you you get to sell tickets based off of this black artist um coming in and performing for you. You know what I mean? You're the DJ that you you booked, regardless of what their race is, majority of the music that you're playing, even if it is house music, it was influenced by black culture. You know what I'm saying? You're yeah. playing hip hop music. So understand that. So when and understand that when you're ready to make a statement, when you want to say where you stand at or whatever, like you cannot say. You can't sit here and be like, I'm going to make a profit off all this shit and then say, I don't stand with you guys or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. You want to support Trump or whatever. You want to do the complete opposite. Like, that shit don't add up. 
Mm-hmm. And you you're gonna lose you're gonna lose a lot of you're gonna lose a lot of business because of that shit. You know what I'm saying? Be clear what your intentions are and be clear what, where you stand at. And that's fine. You don't have to agree with the masses, with the majority of the masses. And and, and I want to make that clear. People, you're entitled to feel the way you feel, believe what you want to believe, but understand what comes with that. Mm-hmm. Um, before before I move forward with this DJ accountability thing, I I, I wanted to say this earlier and I forgot. Um, I think, and in let's just say my uncle going back to him, telling him I don't want to talk to you again. Um, I don't think is necessarily the right thing, but if it's the last resort, because I because if I separate us, then we're no better than Trump and and that mindset, right? Yeah. If if I split us up, if I you know create that. But if they're not willing to have the conversation, I think before you break ties with anybody, I think they need to be heard out. Absolutely. Just as much as they need to hear you out. So if we can't have a conversation because this is embedded in you, then yeah, we need to split ties and one day you will see. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on, scissor hands. Been quiet. Been real quiet, bro. Been real quiet. We and left. I bring him up. And not only do I bring him up for this reason, but... The DJs that are quiet, we, yeah, we, we need to know why you're quiet, you know, especially if we know you have a history with being a Trump supporter. But, and, and I bring up Scissorhands because once upon a time, he wanted to DJ his, what was it, the inaugural? Or he wanted to DJ something that had to do with Trump. And he was like begging to DJ uh, for Trump. And and then DJs were like, what the fuck's wrong? Like, are you crazy? Like, you know what this guy stands for? And then he went on to say something about, you know, illegal immigrants coming to this country and I, you know, my family has suffered some bullshit like that. But guys like him, especially to some degree, even though I think he's irrelevant now, to some degree he is relevant in some heads and hearts in New York, I think only in New York. Um, he needs to be held accountable. He, I, I want to know why he's quiet. I want to, I want to hear what he has to say about this. Because you need to know who stands where. Exactly. When Trump came out, we wanted to know if you were a Trump fan or not. Cool. Now I know, but we can still have a conversation because I think you, I think you're still a good dude. Fast forward to 2020. If you're still a Trump fan, we have a problem now because of everything this man stands for. And I don't think you're that guy, but but I need to know um, where if you still continue to run with him. So. We need to, I think we need to know what's going on with him and DJs like him because you don't have to be friends with these guys. If I can tell a family member, if you can tell a family member, a family member to fuck off, you can do that with your friends. You can do that with business partners. That's the group of people you get to choose. (laughs) You you can do that with DJs that you're trying to get bookings from. Again, if you're relying on that shit, you're the, you are the least creative person that exists. Mm. You got to be creative. So just in case you run into shit like that. And just be creative just to be creative. Um, yeah. I was going to say no disrespect, but I guess who cares? Like, at the end of the day, I, I, I'm i thinking for for a guy like Sis, who who had his influence early on, I mean, he's not that guy anymore. With the, like, at the end of the day, like, he's not that guy. And no, who, he's irrelevant. And who cares what he thinks and who cares where he, where he stands? I think this is, the the reality is, look, if we really want to to make an effect and a change, it's time you got to go vote. Stop yeah. bullshit. Yeah, one hundred percent. Go to vote. Yeah. That, mm-hmm. if that if our problem is with this person, 
who lacks leadership skills, who lacks the ability to, to unite us and only continues to find ways to separate us, well, this is a time we need to come together on our own and do what we need to do at the polls. Exactly. Right? Like, if you stand for him, cool, whatever. We got to make, we gotta make our, our effect and our, our voices heard to, to change that. Now, again, I'm not going to front like I'm, I, I know the deep dive of research of which politician is this and that, mm-hmm. right? I, 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 I get being an entrepreneur. I know a ton of what the business people, business-minded people think um, in regards to Trump. And then, you know, Biden probably forgot what he had for breakfast at this point. Yeah. But yeah. we got to, but one thing we do know is that certain people do not know how to lead. Certain people do not have show, have shown any compassion. Yeah. And some people fucking hide the entire time that this is going on. Yeah. And wait for their photo op to come out in public. Like, so if we don't like something, we got to find a way to make a change. Change, yeah. We can there's been a ton of memes and or, or not let's not call them memes let's just call it a ton of information and breakdowns of swing states that were lost and by the amount of people that did not vote and amount of people that were of color that did not vote yeah mm-hmm. this is a time where we come together but i don't care where you promote it tiktok it instagram it story it podcast it. we got to speak up we got to do our part and we got to show up it starts within though you know, it starts with uh, your local legislators. It starts with your your governor, your mayor, your police chief, like whoever is capable of being voted in. It starts there. Yeah, for sure. You know what I'm saying? And it also starts within your community. It starts with holding people accountable. Um, again, talking to friends, holding them accountable and making sure they're on they're not just the same page, but the right page. Mm. Like yeah. it's one thing to say you have to say things my way. That's a real egotistical thing. A real fucked up thing to say if you don't see it my way you're wrong well right now cancel right now yeah if you don't see it my way if you don't see it our way yeah you are dead wrong and you're probably gonna have to find something else to do in your career because moving forward a lot of people aren't gonna want to work with you if you're that dude so again djs hold each other accountable hold your partners accountable your family your people you work with in the industry it's gonna take it's gonna be a process and, you know, another thing I was telling Mickey earlier before we started recording was there's a lot of things that we use and we kind of need that support Trump. A lot of companies mm-hmm. or, you know, you don't need Wendy's, but you find out Wendy's. Is, so sorry. I don't. Nah. But there are things that you need. It, you got to you got to figure out a way to stop. You, I mean, maybe give them time to see what they do moving forward because there's an election coming up. But, you know, if they if they don't, you know, change their tune, if they don't stop um shout out to snapchat i don't have snapchat but shout out to them for pulling back on their support for trump you know like that's yeah. a great step in the right direction um it's gonna take time but figure out who's supporting what and that that can be a part of your due diligence um in supporting the right cause yeah to just to harp on more of what uh mickey was saying man voting is is a huge thing man because we constantly sit here we we're stating what the issue is. This is the issue. This is the issue. Okay, what's the solution? How do we move forward? You know what I mean? And voting is the number one thing that we can do as a collective to really make a change. So, and especially, especially for minorities and women, 
because this was a right that we didn't have years ago. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like we didn't, we we didn't. Women couldn't vote. Minorities couldn't vote. You know what mm. I mean? There was a point in time where like you physically had to own property. The only way that you could vote is if you own property, and that was their way of yeah not allowing women and minorities to and that vote. Was only sixty years ago. Yeah, exactly, mm. exactly. So and and like Joe was saying, look at. Look at the people who can make... We could talk about the presidential candidates all day and tomorrow, right? But make... Look at the, the, look at the people that can make immediate changes in your community. That's the judges. That's the district attorneys. That's the state attorneys. You know what I mean? That is the police chiefs. Uh, excuse me, police chiefs. You know what I mean? These are, the, these are the people that you need to be doing your research in. I know in LA, our, our voting is in November for all these, uh, all these candidates. But I know that right now... A lot of voting is happening this month in June. There's some in July. But please do the research to see when you can vote for um, all these people. And go to, go to early voting. Yeah. You all, don't want to show up the day of. Yeah, it's, exactly. It's going to be a long line. If you, get, if you can get into early voting, make sure that you can do early voting. Uh, make sure that, you know, you're doing your, the proper research and, and find, figuring out what candidate that you believe is the best for you. Um, I know that L.A. has some really dope candidates coming up for district attorney. Two or who are uh, African American women, um, which is dope. All three of them. All three of them. Even the the um, the Caucasian man. I forget his name. Excuse me for my ignorance. Um, but all three of them seem like they really stand for similar uh, causes. So it's it's probably going to be a hard fight. But these are the people that can make immediate changes in the community. So these are the people that you definitely want to, um, you know, do your little bit more research on as opposed to you know, the, the president candidates who, whatever, like you, you may not agree on any one of them, but exercise the rope. Like Mike was saying, like the amount of people who did not vote on that last one, on that last, that four years ago was insane. Yeah. Especially on the minority side. Like it was insane. The amount of people who did not vote. And we need to make sure that we exercise our rope because the ancestors fought hard and strong to, to give us this right to vote. And we need to exercise that to the full extent. Uh, a lot of people have been unsure of how they can help. Like, they're just clueless. Like, we don't know what we can do. You know, I, I posted some shit on, on my Twitter and on my Instagram about people posting shit for clout. And I wasn't with that shit. I noticed a lot of people were out there just trying to take pictures or say shit or posting very uh, misinformed uh, information just to be posting shit, just to be posting it. And I'm not, and I wasn't with it. You don't have to post shit. When people are saying you're being silent, that doesn't mean physically being silent on social media. You don't necessarily have to be shouting and screaming on social media about, you know, all the stuff that's going on. You can actually make a change by donating. You can make a change by signing these petitions. You can, there's a couple of sites that you can uh, donate. There's Black Lives Matter. There's, um, there's Campaign Zero. There's Black Futures Lab. The couple, just a couple of organizations that you could donate to. Um, you can also be signing these petitions for uh, George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, and Ahmaud Arbery. Yes, George Floyd, the officers that were invo- uh, involved in the, uh, the killing of George Floyd have all been charged. Um, the lead officer, uh, his, his, um, his charge got upgraded to second-degree murder. Let me uh, but Breonna Taylor, the cops that ran into, if you guys are not familiar with the Breonna Taylor story, she was sleeping in her own bed. Who, she was an EMT sleeping in her own bed with her boyfriend. And the cops uh, 
got a tip to they were raiding they were going to raid at home they raided the wrong home and the person that they were looking for at the time they were doing the raid was already in police custody and they ra- they raided this woman's home they shot her eight times and they arrested the boyfriend because he shot and wounded he didn't kill one he wounded an officer because they ran in the house unannounced didn't you know didn't uh, say who they were so he shot because he obviously thought they were being robbed he shot and wounded one of the cops and they arrested him but they have let they have released him um obviously because you know he fought for self defense um they did release him but none of the officers involved in the killing the shooting and killing of Breonna Taylor have been have been charged or arrested or anything like that so these petitions still need to be uh signed so please go out there help donate what you can even if you want to start your own you know, situation where you're donating and donating to these causes, whether you want to send this money directly to the families or whatever. But this is how you can help. This is a a, a small way or and I shouldn't say a small way, but this is a, a major way that you can help without shouting or posting some shit on social media that you probably don't mean and you're just doing it because you don't want to be looked at as the bad person. Like really step, make a step forward on how you can help and what you can do. Um, what else is there? I think that's it. I think that's I mean, it. Yeah, it for me, at least. yeah. I, I, you know, we, you know, like I said, this is this was this is something we felt like we needed to talk about on our platform and express. This is something that affects all of us, not just all of us. You know, Sean and I, because yeah. we're black men in this country, but all of us, being in that we are in the DJ industry, being that we have. Friends that are minorities, fams, friends and family that are minorities, friends and family that are cops, you know, and that are being affected by what is happening in this country, in this world. So um, it was, uh, it, it, it's something that, you know, we continue, we hope that continues, not just, oh, okay, the cops that got, that, that were um, involved with the George Floyd thing got arrested and now everything is over. No, you know, we have to continue, you know, speaking out like Joe was saying earlier, holding other people accountable, whether that's your family members, people that you're working with, mm-hmm. you know, seeing where they stand. And yeah. please, please get out there and vote, 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 vote. Yep. We cannot express that anymore. Vote. And just know you got a voice. Yes. And, not, and I, sorry to circle back on this, but our uh, police chief here in Los Angeles had a bad choice of words. <laughs> and I'll tell you right now, it doesn't matter who you are at this point. You got to say the right things and stand for the right, the right position, Jesus. and or else you're being held accountable. Yeah, that's it, what we feel like we had to do today in regards to some of our peers, quote unquote, in this industry. And at the end of the day, the only way we're going to make any progress is together. And shout out to the city of Los Angeles for taking a hundred million or two hundred fifty million of the police funds. Yeah. And putting it towards police reform and just um, lower income cities and neighborhoods. So I think that's a step in the right direction as well. But, you know, we got to get the bad apples out and um, continue to move forward. Yeah, absolutely. 100. Yeah. All right. Episode 49 in the books. Yep. And, uh, oh, before we go. Drops. Well, not just that, oh. but... Uh, <laughs> But um, this week's globalization guest is uh, Bella Fiasco. Yep. Shout out to her. And Mickey gets the second half of that mix. Um, 
And uh, every Tuesday, 8 p.m. Pacific Daylight Time, uh, 11 p.m. East Coast Time. Um, Globalization, that's our hour, the Mickey D's radio. And uh, so make sure you guys tune in. And if you missed all the mixes, we have a Mixcloud account, Mickey D Show. Yep. Um, catch all the mixes there. Yeah. You good? All right. Peace. Peace. Later.